pause when the clock has started. Greetings, once again allow me to introduce myself. I'm Graham. I used to be the announcer. Then Tony came along. Yay. The next thing I'm supposed to say is here's Tony. So, here's Tony. 20 minutes wasted? No. 20 minutes, you'll never get back. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you very much, Tony. Yes, this is 20 minutes you'll never get back. And as Tony said in his very dramatic voice, you know, they're not wasted. Let's just say you're donating them to me, okay? <laughs> My name is Doug Prazak. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, I really do appreciate it. This is episode number 92. Have you caught the first 91? <laughs> Don't lie. Come on. All 91? I know at least a couple of you have, so thank you very much. Let's see. We usually start the show, in case you don't know, with some of the uh, town, cities, places have uh, shown up on my statistics list that I haven't really seen before. And uh, here's one. Saskatoon. In Saskatchewan, Canada. Yay for Saskatoon. I would love to visit Saskatoon sometime. It just sounds like a, a rip-roaring place. I don't know why, but it just does. Also, Jersey City in um, New Jersey. They're new to the list. Welcome to you guys. And next one is Dumfries, Scotland. Dumfries, Scotland is a very special place to me. I've been to Dumfries, Scotland. It is next to the uh, town of Castle Douglas which is where the Douglas Castle is, on uh, Threve Castle on uh, the River Dee. And uh, I've, I've been there, in case you haven't heard. I may have mentioned earlier, I'm from the Douglas clan. So um, I've been there and enjoyed Threve Castle. So welcome to Dumfries, Scotland. I was excited to see you on my list. Uh, let's see. Now, I need to send a note out here to our Director of States and Territorial Acquisitions, Catherine. You know, you nailed down all 50 of those states. I looked, I checked my list and there's nobody from Iceland. So, <laughs> so there's your next target, okay? Do you know anybody in Iceland? Um, let me know on that one. Also, to the 68 other countries besides the U.S. listing this, it, it baffles me. Do you, um, are there all expats out there or do you all are way smarter than me and you know multiple languages and listen to the show? <laughs> I don't know why, but thank you very much. Before we get going on the topic for this particular episode, I, I need to, uh, to bring up a couple things, okay? I was watching TV the other day. I was an old show from the 60s, and a character on the TV show used a rotary telephone. Okay, it was an episode of Leave it to Beaver. Don't judge. But I got to wondering how many people listening to this podcast right now even know what a rotary phone is, or how many of you actually use the rotary, use the rotary phone? Put your finger on the dial and spin it around and hope your finger didn't slip out as you're dialing. You have to do it all over again. Well, that got me to wondering about other stuff from the 50s and 60s that I saw or I'd used that aren't around anymore. And here's a few of them. So let's test yourself. Raise your hand if you know of or used any of these things. And if your hand never goes up in the air, well, I'm old. All right, here we go. You know, for us... TVs were uh, a screen about the size of most computer monitors these days, but they were inside of gigantic wooden boxes that were the size of a washing machine. 
you know, there was enough room on top of the TV for a family of four to have a Thanksgiving dinner. If you wanted to change the channel between the four TV stations, you had to get up and walk over to the TV and turn the dial. And you could forget about watching TV past midnight because the stations went off the air. You get the little test pattern and then the, uh, the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, before Etch-A-Sketch, everybody knows what Etch-A-Sketch is, right? Well, before that, every kid in the 60s, a favorite cure for boredom was something we had called a sketch and lift. Now, this was a basically it's a, a cardboard tablet, and the cardboard was coated with a light layer of black wax. And on top of that was a real thin piece of gray plastic. And on top of that was clear plastic, real stiff plastic. And then uh, you would use a plastic pen uh, I'm using air quotes because the plastic pen nowadays would be a stylus. You draw a picture and then after you had impressed the hell out of your parents with your artistic version of a tree, uh, it was time for a new picture. And to do that, uh, you would lift the two pieces of plastic off the back wax covered cardboard and your picture disappeared. So take that Photoshop. Kids across the country were baking their own cakes in easy bake ovens. Remember those things? Ah, the fun of burning your hands on that uh, really hot light bulb inside that was supposed to be baking your cake. Uh, Trampolines, they didn't have nets. You were on your own with those things. We drank Tang, uh, mostly because the astronauts did, so we wanted to be cool. We played our music on 8-track tapes. Now, if you don't know what an 8-track is, well, Google it, okay? And by the way, we didn't have Google. We had encyclopedias. And every kid in the 60s knew how to spell encyclopedia Thanks to Jiminy Cricket and the Mickey Mouse Club. Get the encyclopedia, E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. That's right. And when I was typing out the script, that's how I spelled encyclopedia in my head. E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Thank you, Jiminy. <laughs> if you went on a long uh, road trip, us kids would be sleeping in the back window of the car. You see, back then, there was a sort of a platform between the top of the back seat and the rear window. Lucky for us, it was just about kid size. So we laid down there on a long road trip and sleep. <laughs> Seat belts, schmeat belts. <laughs> we had roller skates. They were metal with metal wheels. <laughs> Advanced technology right there, I tell you. They used to be clamped onto your shoes. And you had a skate key that you would use to uh, uh, close and tighten the clamp on the soles of your shoes. You know, on more than one occasion, as you're rolling down the street, the skate would come off of your shoe and you executed a perfect face plan on the asphalt. <laughs> it was fun times until uh, you lost your skate key. And when you did take that inevitable fall and left half of the skin of your knee on the ground, you got a nice swabbing of Mercurochrome. Oh, man, I'm shivering thinking about that. Yeah, Mercurochrome. This was a, a dark pink over-the-counter, yeah, over-the-counter antiseptic, that went on every boo-boo. It stung like a mofo. It smelled and it stained. If your mom put that all over your boo-boo, you had the uh, big yellow stain on your arm or your leg. And, you know, it's kind of, I guess you could wear it as a badge of courage. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> Doug must have fallen down again. Uh, it was in every single medicine cabinet until the FDA started looking more closely and figured out that drugs containing mercury can be harmful. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Okay, I've set the time machine back to May 20 of 2022. <laughs> I'm out of the 50s, okay? Now, what I really want to talk about, or more importantly, let you know, is that there are some bits of information that you, know, you pick up along the way over the years uh, in life that are accepted as fact. 
a lot of times they're they're so seemingly insignificant, it seems pretty crazy that anybody would make them up. Well, unfortunately, if you get enough people hearing and repeating the same piece of information, it's bound to go from idle gossip to indisputable fact in some of their minds. Where have we heard that before? Hmm. Anyway, it's time to set the record straight on some of the things you've probably heard since you were a little kid, and uh, you probably believe them to be true, but I wanted to save you some time. So what did I do, Graham? Doug did the research so you didn't have to. That's right. You're welcome. Now, you've probably heard almost all of these, and you may be, you believe all these to be true, and I actually thought a couple of these were true until I did some research. Let's start off with this one. Uh, going outside with wet hair will make you sick. Well, children have heard that uh, since the beginning of time. Don't go out in the cold with wet hair. You'll catch pneumonia. <laughs> I never got pneumonia. But with the uh, apologies to moms and grandmas everywhere, this one is not true. You cannot get sick from simply going outside with wet hair. Hair being wet is not the cause for catching a cold. A microorganism such as a virus has to be involved to catch a cold, not wet hair. Here's something else that you probably have been told that you think is true. Uh, sugar makes you hyper. The sugar hyperactivity myth is based on a single study from the mid-1970s in which a doctor removed the sugar from one child's diet and that child's behavior improved. Since then, over a dozen larger studies have been conducted without proving sugar causes hyperactivity. Interestingly enough, researchers have found that parents are more likely to say that their kids are overly active when they think they've consumed sugar. In one study, <laughs> you know what's coming, parents were asked to rate their children's hyperactivity after consuming a drink with sugar. Unknown to the parents, the drink was sugar-free, but the parents still rated their child as more hyperactive. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Here's something else you probably think is true, because somebody told it to you. Coffee stunts your growth, <laughs> and that's why I don't drink coffee. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. According to the Harvard Medical School, there is no scientifically valid evidence to suggest that coffee can stunt a person's growth. This idea may have come from the misconception that coffee causes osteoporosis, which is associated with loss of height. But blaming coffee for height loss due to osteoporosis is faulty, reasoning at best for two reasons. Coffee does not cause osteoporosis, and osteoporosis does not routinely make you short. Uh-oh. The other problem with the coffee stuncher growth theory is that most growth occurs well before people are drinking coffee regularly. By the time we're in our teens, most people have almost reached their full height. For girls, this is usually by the age 15 to 17. For boys, it's a little bit later. And you can't undo bone growth once it's complete. So have that coffee. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I was told this when I was a young lad. Swimming after eating will give you major cramps. <laughs> Remember that one? We're all told we had to wait 30 minutes before we can go in the water again. Well, don't worry about that. Jump right in, even after a big lunch. Even though our parents used to warn us about the perils of jumping in the pool on a full stomach, there are no known incidents of a person cramping up and drowning, all because they swam right after eating. Now, it's true that while the body needs to divert some blood flow to the limbs to aid in digestion, it's not enough to cause any kind of serious cramping or prevent you from swimming. So have that Big Mac or two, then jump in the water. 
see what happens. Now, we've all seen the pictures, and we've all been told that Napoleon was short. <laughs> Here's another really stupid thing you've probably been told is true, and you believe it, and I'm going to tell you it's not, but it's really stupid, okay? It's been said that Napoleon Bonaparte was only 5 foot 2 inches, and that's kind of both true and false. According to Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know them, the military leader was measured in French inches, which were longer than English inches. As a result, though Bonaparte is put at five foot two, he was actually closer to five feet seven inches. <laughs> I guess that makes him a giant. I don't know. Now, I remember this when I was coming of age, you know, 15, 16, something where, somewhere in there, and I had to start uh, shaving because I was getting that little uh, fuzzy beard thing. And my dad's saying to me, you know, shaved hair grows back thicker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my dad told me that, so it must be true. Maybe you all have heard that too. Well, guess what? No, shaving hair does not change its thickness, color, or rate of growth. So go ahead and shave your hair without any kind of worrying. According to the Mayo Clinic, the only thing that shaving can do is give hair a blunt tip which can make it feel coarse or stubbly or appear darker and thicker. So there you go. Now you know. I know everybody's heard this one. Bats are blind. Not only bats not blind, but some of the bigger species can actually see three times better than humans. It's simply a common misconception that bats are blind since the creatures prefer to use their enhanced hearing via echolocation to get around. Yeah, I remember somebody telling me that bats are blind, and I, I bought the story. <laughs> this one has gone around, and I completely believed it. I heard it. I believed it. I had no reason not to believe it. The Great Wall of China is visible from space. No, sorry. The Great Wall of China is not visible from space. NASA disproved this common myth when back in 2004, they took a photo from the International Space Station and concluded that the wall is invisible to the unaided eye in low Earth orbit. No, can't see it. Now, I've been told this one. Maybe you've heard it too, and I, I had no reason to dispute it until now. It says that your tongue has different taste regions. Well, according to the University of Florida Center for Smell and Taste, so they should know, the ability to taste sweet, salty, sour, and bitter isn't sectioned off to different parts of the tongue. Rather, the various receptors that can sense all the different tastes are dispersed all over the tongue, making this common myth a fallacy. Sorry to use such harsh terms. <laughs> fallacy. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> Somebody told me it. I believed it. Toilets flush in different directions in different hemispheres. <laughs> now, you probably heard that too. But according to Life Science, toilets flush in the same direction in Australia as they do in Austria. The only thing that changes the direction is the shape of the toilet and the angle the water enters it. So if the water comes in from the right-hand side, it's going to swirl that direction. If it comes in from the left, that direction. It has nothing to do with hemispheres. Man, I am now educated. I am incapable of doing this next uh, thing, but I know a lot of people who can, and that's cracking your knuckles. And the uh, story goes that cracking knuckles will cause arthritis. Well, don't worry about cracking your knuckles every once in a while. A 2011 analysis published by the Journal of the American Board of Family Medicine found that cracking knuckles did not cause arthritis. This next story that we've all been told should probably come as a relief. Were you ever told that poinsettias are deadly? 
you know, it's the uh, the bright red and green uh, plant it's, you see all over at Christmas time. I was always told, don't bring those to the house. The cat or dog might eat it or, uh, you know, babies will eat it or you'll eat it in a drunken stupor on Christmas Eve, whatever, that they're poisonous and you'll die. <laughs> well, that's not true. The plant was actually first discovered in Mexico and brought into the United States by the first minister to Mexico, Dr. Joel Poinsett. Oh, that's where it gets his name. Well, the poinsettia is not deadly, and some stories just will not go away. Now, here's here here's how it happened. Over a hundred years ago, a child was found next to a wild poinsettia plant. He died, and people blamed the plant. Here's the kicker: this hasn't happened since. Researchers even tried to find out what the poisonous dose of poinsettias might be. And they just couldn't, even after reaching the experimental dose of about one and a quarter pounds, that's uh, 500 to 600 leaves. The plant simply does not have any dangerous effects when eaten. Sure, if you eat a petal or two, you might get a little nauseous, but you're not going to die. So there you go. Be confident. Decorate your house with poinsettias. And from our gross category, you know the story. Germs live on toilet seats. Well, yeah. They do, but many organisms that cause disease can only live on a toilet seat for a very short time. And unless you're doing something pretty weird in the bathroom, odds are your bodily fluids aren't actually coming in contact with the top of the seat. In fact, research suggests that your average cell phone has about 10 times the amount of bacteria you'll find on the toilet seat. Oh man, now I need to get one of those paper cell phone covers. <laughs> Were you ever told this as a kid? Don't swallow your gum. It takes seven years to digest gum. <laughs> Anybody else get told that or was it just me? In reality, gum isn't actually digestible at all. It's the same as the fiber in the popcorn kernels. You know, that fiber, just like the gum, it will just eventually pass through your body without being digested. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing else, but there is a joke there. No, Doug, don't go there. And here's the last thing you probably heard and believed because you said, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and that is that Einstein failed math. Now, every kid has heard this claim and tried to use it in defense of their grades. <laughs> okay, maybe that was just me. But the records show that he was actually an exceptional and reluctant student. He scored high grades during his school days and was only frustrated by what he described as the, quote, mechanical discipline, end quote, demanded by the teachers. Einstein dropped out of school at the age 15, but before then he was consistently at the top of his class and was even considered something of a prodigy for his grasp of mathematical and scientific concepts. <laughs> Not me. I use the claim that Einstein failed math. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for this episode. But first, as always, did we learn anything? Well, we learned that kids nowadays had better just dang appreciate the fact that they have one billion TV channels to choose from, and when it's time to change a channel, all they have to do is press a button. <laughs> better? Yeah, I'm better. And we just learned that kids these days can't use the Einstein failed math defense anymore. <laughs> and we learned that if you find yourself in space looking at Earth, well, don't even bother trying to see the Great Wall. You're not going to. <laughs> That's going to bring this edition to a close. 
Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, I really do appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes. You'll never, ever, ever get back. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at uh, 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. <laughs>